2: Hey, it's C Sparky five for twelve fifty a.m. The fan time for another edition of the Spare Time Bowling Show. Follow me on Twitter at Sparky Radio. Of course, we have our guy Phil Brylo, two dollar Phil. Uh, you can follow him. Uh, at Bruce City Bowling, Dwight Albrecht, spare time pro shop in New Berlin. Follow him on Twitter at Dewey 300. Uh, we had talked last week uh, about the show going to YouTube. Uh, the first show uh, of the shows we've done, which was last week's show with uh, Lenny Porras Jr., is on YouTube now. It's on the Odyssey Sports page. So you go to YouTube, Odyssey Sports, uh, and then you can search by show. Uh, and Spare Time Bowling Show is there. Uh, And then, of course, every week I'll try my best to tweet out the link to the Spare Time Show once I put it on YouTube. Now, I'll tell you this right now, folks. The podcast version that's going to go to Apple, Odyssey, Spotify, Google podcast, that's going to go up first. And then a couple of days after that goes up, then the YouTube version of it uh, will go up as well. But just uh, another way for people to check us out.
1: Well, they got to see the sexy behind the voices. Let's be honest. <laughs> you, I you mean, said you said know, that that's what we're I here laughed. for. <laughs> so of yes. my wife. So yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I, I think all women involved in our lives would laugh at that. All right. Uh, so uh, let's talk about the tournament of champions, shall we? So this was uh, 17 dudes, right? I believe it's 17. a step ladder, right? Okay. So before we get into uh, the nuts and bolts of this thing, did we like the 17-step uh, ladder toy? For a bowling dork like me? Right, yes. Our <laughs> bowling dork, yes.
3: So you I loved it. it. I watched all the shows. I thought it was great. Couldn't get enough of it.
2: All right. So th- this is my thing, and then we'll get to Phil. Huh. What I did not like, okay. okay? I did not like one four-hour chunk. Right. Don't like that. Yeah, that's a yeah. lot of time. Okay. So yeah. if we're going to do this again, which I'm all for. Yeah. And I don't know if logistically it's if it's even possible. But for me, I'd much rather have it have the first show Thursday, second show Friday, third show Saturday, 40s. finals on Fox on Sat on Sunday. Yeah. It's a big, big ask to ask somebody, even a bowling dork like yourself. <laughs> To sit down for four freaking hours at night. I mean, it wasn't even in the afternoon where you could be like, you know, doing the housework or whatever the case may be and coming and checking back and forth. At that point, four hours is a long time. And if you've got kids and whatever else going on, that's a big ask,
1: Phil. Well, and when the distractions in the crowd that they go to find info on are – you know, a guy drinking a beer and a guy with a stuffed tiger, you know they're, they're <laughs> killing time for a reason. Sure. I fully agree with you, I think especially against March Madness. I mean, that's yeah. – Yeah. I think part of the grand experiment is FS1 mm-hmm. and Fox looking for something to go up against March Madness and get some eyes on it. So if you do it for two hours a night, Thursday through Sunday, it's the same thing as the first and second rounds of the NCAA. Right. I, I'd much rather see that. I mean, I've been around bowling for a long time. I've sat through four-hour qualifying blocks uh, at major tournaments on for eight-game blocks, and, yeah, it gets to be a little – much towards the end especially on a saturday night we'll have to see what the ratings are like I, I can't see the ratings staying really strong in the last half of the second show on saturday night
2: right and that's to me that's the thing now if we go back to friday we'll start there on friday and i got the scores up here uh, in front of me kind of go over this so uh, Lavoie uh, gets the win, two fourteen to two ten uh, over Hanrahan, and that was a semi-entertaining match for the most
1: part. Phil came down to the tenth frame. Yep. Frankie had the punch twice, so that yep. was uh, that was good for the for the coming out of the gates. My
3: my daughter was actually quick to comment last night to me as she's pe- catching up on the shows. Uh, she did not like the fact that uh, Frankie changed his uh, grip, which changed his hand position at the point release. And I said, well, when you're not winning out there, you have to keep trying right. stuff. Yes. Um, Do you know anything why he did all that uh, to get more side rotation? It looked like he had quite a bit more side rotation.
1: I think it's just a combination of wear and tear on the hand along with maybe changing up the role. I didn't get a chance to talk to him when I was in Jackson a couple of weeks ago, Uh, but it's just one of those things where, if you're not, like Sparky said, if you're not doing well, you got to make a change. And especially you're seeing the number of guys out there, which is surprising for years. You didn't hear about a lot of wrist injuries, finger injuries, and stuff like that. And all a of a sudden, they're starting to make a comeback. there yeah. later on talked about how right. he was injured as well. So it's just, yeah, yeah. And it's just one of those things where the, the guys need to lessen the West and tear, wear and tear on the hand, especially because if they want to get a little more rev rate, right, that kind of thing to keep up with the Joneses and keep moving left, like everybody yes. does. You got to do something. Frankie's a great shot maker, but there's even sometimes on tour where being the shot maker isn't going to cut. Well,
2: this is the other thing, too, right? I mean, and you can I, I like comparing it to other sports, right? So, I mean, look at golfers, man. They're always working on their swings in the offseason. Mm-hmm. Tiger Woods reinventing his swing every two or three years when he was dominating, still looking for that perfect swing, trying to figure out how to get more drive or whatever he's trying to get. Uh, at that point. Uh, baseball players working on their swing in the off season, or pitchers working on a different pitch trying to improve uh, their arsenal of what yeah. they have. Yeah. I don't think it's that much different from that perspective. It's probably more dramatic, maybe, than what a lot of bowlers do, Dwight, but it's probably similar type deal. Yeah, I, I remember again,
3: getting back to my match against Duke, a uh, celebrity match over at West Dallas, and I was asking him in practice about all his different games, and he's like, I had to dis- uh, come up with all these different uh, releases and different games because i was out there for a long time without a paycheck and so um and he brought that up on on the shows uh, uh over
2: the weekend on all three of the shows dude that's it's so tough i mean people yep. just don't understand why well you should understand if you listen to this show but the normal viewer has no idea what these dudes go through to get to the level no. of where they're at the sacrifices that are made not only by themselves but that are made with their family if they have a family if you're single and rolling oh. that's one thing but if you've yeah. got kids and a wife and all of that that the, again that is a big ask to sacrifice oh. the way they have to sacrifice if you aren't in the money every week and a lot of these guys when you're starting out you're not even touching the money initially well it's yeah.
1: not like golf either where all of a sudden you fall back okay you have a bad year you're on the corn ferry tour or another tour a little lower than that it's okay you're at regionals you're not making a living off of regionals no yeah. it's keeping you sharp it's getting you right. a chance to get back on tour. tour. You got a, you got a, some kind of gig other than that with doing regionals. Yeah.
3: Randy made yeah. a point about uh, Belmo being away from home for four and a half months, yep. and and Belmo says after you won how tough this is to be out here, away from your family for four and a half months because of course overseas travel.
2: Yeah, no, no doubt, but, but, I mean. From a money standpoint, money's a lot better than it was, say, you know, seven, eight years ago, 10 years ago, or whatever the case may be. I mean, we're in a much better position now than we were before, where everything was being recorded and played back and everything else. Like the tour itself is in a much better position. You've got sponsors now, a lot more sponsors than you had before. We're going in the right direction. Could they use more? Of course they could use more. You could never have enough sponsors. Uh, But from that aspect, the health of this is a lot better. Before, when it was kind of on shaky ground, I would say, that's even a bigger ask then, because then your family's like, is so this going to be here next year like are you sure this is what we're doing uh, but now I think it's okay because he's going to make a ton of money
1: well last cash even a couple of years ago you get some of those non-televised events last cash was a grand yep. for you know one in three spots now it's $3,000 yes. now at least it's something where if you have a bad week it's not going to crush your soul and you know you got another chance to come back and make a little more money the week after so correct and, and it, it's a lot of it a lot of it's Bolero subsidizing it too as much as people want to hate on Bolero for league bowling and stuff like that right. which is a whole nother story but there's a to the tours but nothing but phenomenal
2: correct and they're only can support the tours if y'all continue to bowl at their facility so do remember that uh all right now the 15 tim grudler against francois lavois and this kind of seemed to be a theme right and and they brought it it up on the uh on the telecast on sunday where I mean, I, again, I mean, you had Vi that got on a roll, but for the most part, you win a match, then you fall apart in the next yeah, match. You, you win, win a play. match, you fall apart in the next match, and it was no different with this one. Dwight, I
3: love this game. I love. I mean, never heard of the guy before. I mean, but I love this physical game. Love the roll in the ball. I mean, I'm oh like, how far is this guy gonna go? And then the next game. <laughs> Right. Yep. So it was a theme throughout the shows. I'm like, uh, either as a tour rep or whatever the case may be as a bowler, you mean you can't tell me you didn't see this during qualifying? You can't tell me you can't make a quick ball change between games or try something in the 10th frame for another look? Belma was the only one between game and the 10th frame trying other balls right. for the next match.
1: But that doesn't even guarantee anything because that guy that just came out of winning the match is going to sit in the sidelines. If he wants to stay loose, again, another pair of lanes open for him. But he isn't throwing that TV pair again. And the other guy comes on, gets eight or ten shots. And they can change the lane so much in air ten shots that guy. That when the last match comes on and it's a guessing game, and if you guess wrong or you make a bad physical shot, those first two frames, you're putting yourself four. You're not putting yourself two frames behind. You're putting yourself four frames behind. Is it, Easy starting off the match.
3: Is it then just the shot that tough and the lanes changing that much, or is the character characteristics it was the, of the house? Oh, Johnson
2: pattern this
1: week. It's the it's the lanes changing. It's what these guys do with bowling balls. I mean, there was a picture that Brett Spangler put out there. On yes. Twitter uh, on Friday or Saturday, that just showed EJ wearing away the lane pattern. Oh, okay. And it just—it was like a little strip about, and it, it was barely an inch wide. Right. And EJ just labeling it in the practice session, you know, because he had a, a couple opportunities to bowl with the, with the 70 player step ladder, and it just wears away that quick. You can change a shot that quick, especially in the front part of the lane with these super aggressive shell bowling balls. Even if they don't have, even if they got a little polish on it, it still changes the pattern and all of a sudden you you don't know what happened at the eight shots in that pattern that the other guy practiced with. Right. You don't make that good first shot or you don't make that correct guess. You're you're not two frames, you're four frames behind and good luck catching up four frames behind against a guy like Belmo.
2: And (laughs) that there is a pull the curtain behind that fans don't understand. Yeah. Because fans don't see that. Unless you're there in the person, up, right? Right. I mean, you're watching on TV on Fox. You don't know about these warm-up shots. I mean, I think you. Everybody assumes they probably get some, yep. but I don't think anybody realizes Dwight that it could affect it that much.
3: No, not, maybe unless you're there to see it with your own eyes. Right. But the the other thing too is, I mean, a lot of the pros were absolutely labeling. The, the shot. I mean, same and Randy was quick to circle the numbers, same point at the arrow, same point at the break point and yet the ball did two things completely different. Uh, and I th- So I, again, the players were fooled by it also. It wasn't that they were making bad shots and when they did make a bad right. shot, they were lucky to hit the 3-6. Well,
1: it, it was kind of funny. I went back after the turn was done. I checked the Lane Talk stats for Belmo and EJ and it was funny because the top two leaves for both of them for the entire tournament were 9-pins and 10-pins. EJ left four pins, uh Belmo left something else, but their fourth most common spare leave was at 3610. Three six ten. Three, six, yeah, ten because man. if they missed left, it was over. It was right through in three six ten, and they only converted about eighty percent of them and yeah. you know, more in the three six ten later. Lots yeah, more set, that, yeah. Oh. As that came out. But it was just it was just the fine line where if you made that little mistake, you know, you can, you know, a small mistake. You you left a nine or a ten. Okay, fine. But boy, you made that a little bigger uh, during qualifying, and it was it was three six ten all the way. Just oh, like the pocket
2: different. seven tens, those are fun. Too. Yeah,
3: it would would mi- remind me again, and again, I keep talking about. I would love, as a viewer, to love to know the the characteristics of the lane condition a little bit more in detail than just calling it the Don Johnson forty. What's the ratio? What's the volume? Uh, no, that,
2: no, 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 no. Hold on, now. <laughs> hold on. Now that we can do the dork stuff here but (laughs) on TV, you don't want to get too dorky because nobody's going to understand what the heck they're talking about. I mean, they said it's 40 feet down the lane is the oil. That's where the oil is. That was the extent Rob stone gave that, I believe in the, in one of the telecasts of what it was. You start getting into what you want to talk about. There's no way. Now I'll say this, right. And I'm sure Tom Clark's like, that's not happening, (laughs) but um, I mean, they could have something, I guess, within, the preview of the tournament that they do or whatever. Uh, a little thing about learn more about the oil pattern in like right. three or four sentences that would go into what you're asking for like on the website and that could be referenced on the on the air right if you want to learn right. more about the Don Johnson pattern and what this is all about go to PBA.com and check it out or whatever yeah. it would give a reason to maybe why this happened why this theme
3: happened um, if it was like a one to one ratio fans can say oh okay now I understand why uh, the lanes got ugly so fast because there was no build up of oil toward uh, the left when right. they did move left yeah um i mean obviously ratios of oil are going to dictate how easy or how hard they're going to be
1: yep. yeah but they can say it all they want but 80 percent of the fans that are watching don't, don't know. know and really don't care enough right. they just want to see the pins fly i mean That's watch them saying. fly messengers so that, yeah
2: that 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 stuff he's talking about i yeah. think you can put in a preview right and two or three sentences and boom you have it rob Stone can reference it on the on the thing hey learn more about the nonchalant pattern this week go to pba.com check out our preview uh article or whatever the case yeah. may be all right moving on uh so tim grindler uh beats uh, francois lavois 212 to 195 then comes west milan uh, uh, against Tim Grundler, and Grundler died. Um, and uh, that game was two twenty-two to one seventy-eight. I, I I've interviewed Wes a bunch over the course of time, not recently here because we didn't have a show, so I haven't been uh, going to the events necessarily. Uh, um, and that Wes Malat that I saw was different than any Wes Malat uh, I've ever talked to. I uh, mean, tears in the eyes, talking very about very emotional, the, yeah. talking about the pain and everything he's going with. You see him throw his first shot, and you're like, oh my. God god he is in a lot of pain if that's as far over as he can get and i i i tweeted out i don't remember i tweeted out something but like i felt awful i was watching Mm -hmm. this i was like how is he doing this and then then he bowled all week to get to this point yeah like i I bet you i don't know 98 percent of the people in that situation would have said to hell with it i'm going home i'm not doing this Um, And for him to suck it up and get through it, I don't know. man. that that was pretty inspiring, Dwight.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
3: Yeah, um, what I put in my notes, midlife crisis, um, I went through it with my back myself. I used younger than me, of course. I, I don't think when people realize listening, when you have a bad back or you meet with back doctors like I did in 2016 and you can't get answers to your pain. Uh, it's debilitating. And, um, and so his story kind of reminded me of how down and out I was in 2016, um, with my back. And so I, it was gut wrenching. I I had a hard time watching it. I started to tear up when he was tearing up. Um, Uh, with his interview with Kimberly. Um, So um, he would just looked like an old man. He didn't have that fluid uh, form at all. And then of course the lawn loft, which might've been a benefit to him with that lane condition is what I was thinking. I was happy to see him win a match. I was happy to see the fans get behind him. Um, But uh, yeah, I mean, how many more years is he going to be out there with uh, the condition of his
2: body? How many more years? I was thinking how many Uh, tournaments is he actually going to bowl this year? That's what I was thinking, watching it. Like there's no way he can go. I don't think city to city and continue to do this all year. Like it's going to kill his back.
1: I know he was a late withdrawal in Shawnee, Oklahoma earlier in the year. He didn't bowl in Jackson. I saw him there in passing. Maybe he just Uh, bowls the majors. Yeah. Who knows what he's going to do the rest of the way out. I'm trying to find him on the points list here. And uh, yeah, not even. I'm down in like seventieth, eightieth place, and I still can't even right. see him yet. So, yeah. I,
3: I when I talked to him at one of our trade shows, which would have been 2014, 15, I thought he had very successful pro shops in the Texas era, era, area. But mm-hmm. um Phil was saying that uh, before the show started, now he's in Fort Wayne in a pro
1: shop. Yeah, he's inside MVP Lanes in Fort Wayne. Now he's got his pro shop there, and it's doing very well. And MVP Lanes is a center. It kind of reopened right when West got his pro shop. It was a center. That was closed for quite a few years. And uh, you know, you know, you don't see too many guys that on tour running unsuccessful pro shops. I mean, I know uh, Ronnie Russell and EJ Tackett just expanded to a pro shop in Montana. So I mean, these guys can have pro shops in multiple areas if they got a good operator that can be you know offsite for them and, and run things and, and be trustworthy and, and take care of business. They're not afraid to slap their names on them. So, but yeah, Wes is definitely, you know, one of the guys punching holes uh, in the pro shop in, in Fort Wayne. He's only got three tournaments in this year for Wes. So, I mean, that's the th- the tournament championship is his third one. Yeah,
2: he's, a, I, there's so, just no way. I mean, yeah. there's just no way. But okay, so uh, he, he gets the, the win. Again, 222 to 178. Next up, uh, he gets Chris Prather. And again, Prather, good bowler, right? And was totally lost. I mean, I think it was off the top of my head. I think it was the first two shots he looked good. And then after that, he just lost it and you could just see the confidences go away. He was confused
1: (laughs) and lost, Phil. It doesn't take much. You get get 10 first-ball shots in a game, and all of a sudden, one or two of those go away, even if you have quality shots and you make a little, you know, whether it's mental or physically errant, all of a sudden, under the TV lights, you you just – suddenly doubt yourself and is that next guess right and then it just snowballs if that guess right. in the fifth frame isn't right if you start off okay the first and second and then yeah just snowball Yep. and then next thing you know it just yeah run away for wes i mean
3: So I've been Randy real quick, though, to talk about his wrist injury and what he did at the U.S. Open with his wrist and that he said it's 90%. Uh But they were talking about that he doesn't have the rotation or turn on the ball like he used to. Right. Um, Again, with that lane condition, I don't know if that would have been a benefit. uh, Not having as much rotation or turn on the ball as dry as they were inside. Uh, I I just think it was bad ball choice or he didn't execute.
2: Uh All right, so let's move on. So that was Friday night. Okay, so Friday night was done. So now we get to the four hour show on Saturday. Um and we're not gonna necessarily go through all of these, uh, but uh West Mallott gets Tom Smallwood
1: a buck fifty six on TV. And he started with two good shots. Yep. For Small- Once again, two good shots, all of a sudden you make a little miss and you start doubting yourself and away it goes for Smallwood.
2: Hey, I'm telling yeah. you, like you watch these games and you're just like, holy crap, like guys would just lose it and it was uh, gone. You know, normally maybe they lose it for a frame or two and then they figure it out and they get right back on the horse. But watching this tournament, like when once guys lost it, they weren't <laughs> able to kind of figure it back out again.
1: How many, how many times did you see combinations of the one, two or one, two, five or whatever on Saturday's shows yes. compared to the rest of the PBA tour in the last decade. No doubt. <laughs> I mean, it just goes to show that yep. whether it was on the first show, how they played the lanes, how they broke them down in practice. And there were probably, I, I'm not hundred percent sure i wasn't there, but I'm guessing that all nine guys that were on the show on shows on Saturday had a chance to practice first. And then they had to reel before the second show. So that changes everything for those five guys that are still on there. Uh, it's, you know, how much that nine guys playing different lines, doing different things and breaking it down you know, yeah, it's tough. that could have a lot to do with it. Don't like I said, I'm not there. I'm not sure if it was all nine guys got the practice or not, but if they did, that could have been part of the problem.
2: And that's why I say mm-hmm. going back to the whole, I'd like to just have four shows on four days mm-hmm. and move forward. I, I just think I was too much, but I, I applaud the effort. I applaud, The idea of trying something different to seeing how it looks. I Mm -hmm. applaud FS1 for allowing the PBA to have a four-hour time window at any point of the day, uh, especially in prime time. So uh, all of that, good job. All right, so Chris Vi, split maker. Uh, then takes over, wins the next three matches, beats Malat, 247 to 172, beats Stu Williams, 193 to 176, beats Jake Peters, 211 to 180 to round out the first show uh, on Saturday night. Thoughts uh, on what you saw there other than Splitmaker, Chris By?
3: We haven't talked about this yet. What do you guys think about Norm Duke being in the booth, Um, all all the shows?
2: Liked it a lot. I'm a big fan. I, I don't know if I would want it all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, because I don't like three man booths in general, yeah, I think it's too many voices, yeah, so it's nothing against him. I, if it's if it was going to be Norm Duke and Stone, okay, if it's going to be Peterson and Stone, okay, all three of them a little bit tougher, but I love Norm. I mean, I don't know how anybody can say they don't like Norm Duke, like, he's awesome. Yeah, I I was
3: just uh, watching the screen going, give me more, give me more than you're giving me. Um, You know, I mean, he's been in that uh, condition. He's been on that pair. He's been at that tournament. He's bowled against these bowlers. I wanted him to say, this is the reason why they're struggling. This is the reason why they can't figure it out. And I I didn't hear that from him. Uh, He has so much knowledge in his head from being there so many years. And I was just like, but Dwight, you have to understand uh, something.
2: Hold on a second. So, A... I agree with you. Okay. Let's get that started. B, the, the problem that you have is finding your way in to a conversation yes. that you're not in. Yes. So the chemistry with with Stone and Randy is so good that they can anticipate once one's gonna stop talking, what the next one's going to do. Yes. Now the entire chemistry gets thrown off. So now it's kind of like, well, just talk when you got something to say. It's pretty right. much what was told to him, right. I'm sure. And away you go. I'm sure those three didn't get a tv monitor uh and set up on like say wednesday or thursday and did a practice round of a a previous tournament where they practiced together maybe they did i don't know um so the chemistry aspect is tough and as the new guy coming in you don't want to talk so much that you take away from the two normal guys so you're kind of just picking your spots for small little in i guess that you can do phil
1: yeah and it's like you have 25 30 seconds between shots so rob's gotta say what he yeah. has to say randy's gotta say what he has to say yeah. it doesn't leave a lot it's not like baseball commentary we can get three guys in there once in a while and you go and there's a curveball for strike two right. bang pick up the conversation back through because you know you interrupt for a second yeah so it's tough to do and and that's why a lot of times in the past we've never seen more than three people in the, in the fs1 booth for more than a game maybe right. two uh, it, it, it's tough to do and I applaud him for doing it. And yeah, it would have been nice to have Norm have a little thing, but I was kind of hoping that somebody from the PBA actually would have had Norm once it was all done, like a little five minute wrap up, just him, Norm and a camera. Right. And just go and what Norm thought of sitting in the booth and all this, all that other stuff. I thought that would have been pretty neat to have.
2: Sure. Yeah. That would so. be something else. Or, You shoot the video and it goes on the PBA website after it's all done. Hey, get enormous post game recap or whatever, TOC. Go to PBA.com in an hour or whatever. At five o'clock tonight, it'll be posted or something. Yeah, that'd be something else. You could probably sponsor it maybe um, and do it.
3: But yeah,
1: one thing they had last year was for the, especially for the majors, is they had all the Fox post game shows on PBA YouTube. Exactly. And that didn't come back this year, whether it was money or whatever, lack of viewerships or whatever. I tuned in every one of those. Yeah. I mean, I thought they were insightful after it was done. You get Randy wrapping things up with whoever, whether it was Dave, Dave Ryan or, or Rob Stone. It was a great seven, eight, nine minute wrap up yeah. right after the show was done. It was beautiful. And if you couldn't watch it right away, hey, YouTube you two watch it out. right up. Yeah. Right
2: yeah so yeah but a good point about as far as norm duke goes and it'll be interesting to see how much they use norm duke throughout the year and will they go get pete weber that's Mm. what i want you have to do this at least once pick which one you want to do it in but i want pete weber on one of these shows because again with pete he's just gonna talk Mm -hmm. but you may be randy you may be rob some but i'm pete freaking weber and
1: i'm gonna say what i gotta say so to me i think it would be I think it would be rock star stuff. Yeah. People would have right. been great on the second show because then you wouldn't necessarily need the dump button because FCC is after 10 p.m. Eastern, so you don't have to worry about <laughs> Pete yeah. dropping an F-bomb. That's so what I was
3: going to say, FCC. <laughs> like you
1: did. Yeah, I know. That, How do you like good.
3: the trophy for the winner of the <laughs> oh. uh tournament over at Bolero this summer, the Duke? The Duke. The yeah, Duke trophy. I saw that. That was right. pretty sweet. They showed that several
2: yeah. times on the show. That's pretty sweet. All right, so uh, moving on <laughs> uh, to round three now. Now, things get entertaining here uh on the second show on Saturday night, if you were able to keep your eyes open and still watch this <laughs> thing uh marshall kent uh, and chris vi not close marshall kent 225 yeah. uh to 172 uh so he was locked in but, but as the theme of this well, goes right. we go to the next show and he gets all messed up right uh, and can't figure it out and, and uh, andrew anderson beats him yeah. 216 to 181 and like i said he was messed up but he he ha- he's playing a line where he's the only one
3: affecting he was the it. only
1: one correct but They reeled right before that second show. And when they reel like that and the oil's fresh, it can migrate in a lot different ways than when the pattern sits for an hour or two before the TV show. So, the lights? Easier to get. No, 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 not nowadays with the LEDs, they run pretty cool. Okay. Uh, You don't get the heat of the old tungsten lights that you got in the 70s and 80s. Uh, it's just the way. It's just the viscosity because it's fresh on the lane and it runs through the machine. It gets a little warmer and it doesn't get the room temperature, and uh, it can do some strange things. And when it's a quick turnaround like that, and I think a couple of the guys got fooled by that as the night went on, and then Belmo doesn't get fooled. Right. There's a surprise,
2: right? But again, going going back to what we were talking about, there can't look so good, and you're like, okay, maybe he's going to make a little bit of a run here. Yeah. He's playing a different line. Will it hold? And then he never really changed. And just no, stuck just with lost it. Lost a shot. No, no. Uh, and, and wouldn't move. And then he, like you said, he lost it. And Anderson no. then beats him on the next round 216 to 181. Both of those weren't competitive by the end. They no. really weren't competitive by the end, which no. is not exactly what you want for TV. No. But have no fear. Andrew Anderson uh, then comes back the next match and throws a 146. <laughs> with a missed five pin. Del Monte with a 214. i about around that.
1: Oh, there are a lot
3: of fans I'm, that I'm, had their hands in the air on that. Yeah.
1: One. <laughs> I've seen that once. I saw it on tour in Coldwater. Where Dick Allen missed a five pin in cold water, and he actually went in the bar when it was done and bought around. <laughs> get out of yeah. here! He actually went in the bar at, in cold water on a Sunday afternoon and bought around when he was done with competition. How cool is because, that? Well, Typical that's Dick ball Allen ball for you. Or, yeah. yeah, cool. Yeah, th- he's the kind of he doesn't get seen enough, but that's the kind of guy he is. Yeah, so very cool. Dude. Yeah. Uh, okay, so uh, Adrian Anderson 146.
2: There's no need to go into detail there, <laughs> but having said that, you go back to the beginning of that match. Mm-hmm. Anderson started off with two strikes. I think Belmonte didn't start off that great in the first two frames. And then it went whoop, yep. and Anderson lost it. And Belmonte started to get locked in. And by the end of it, I think it was by the end of it. Rob Stone's like, Oh, like it, it appears he's starting to get locked in here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you saw it then obviously in that last match uh, over Kyle troop. And that came all the way down to the tenth oh, frame. There's and your he, match. You want, yeah, that, that was the one you wanted. You probably wanted that one. Uh, on Sunday uh, on Fox uh, at some point as well. They have yeah. uh, him and, and those Kyle are troop two going heavyweights forward. going at yeah. it. Yeah, no doubt. I can't I just say one thing. They showed troop warming up on TV mm-hmm. at one point and he has hair it. pulled back. Yeah, like, yeah right. Pull, roll that out <laughs> on TV see that in a final tv finals right because i'm like oh he's gonna bring this out on tv this will be good yeah and then he goes out poof, right out, and I'm like, it, oh, did man. you catch at the intro though of the of the
3: game where he's miked and he looks at his tour rep and says how do i look oh, yeah. <laughs> well,
2: i mean it's yeah. important to yeah. look
3: okay well All it's right, important look. for
2: him to look great because right. he's got right. that, i mean that's his brand right like his look is his brand right I mean, pearl with the fro. Yeah, with all due respect, Andrew Anderson, he could walk into a bar and probably nobody's gonna look twice at him. Right. Some some dude. Yeah. Troop walks into a bar. Right. You're probably gonna know who he is more than likely, just because you don't see yes. dudes like that walking and, around. Like it's right. just not that a image. thing. Right. Yeah. So Belmonte gets Troop two sixteen to two ten.
3: Great match, though.
2: Was that more about Troop not getting it done than it was Belmonte getting it done?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I hate to say it, but you're right. That's what it was to me. Well, he had ball in hand, you know, and he he got a horrible bad Uh,
2: break. uh, Yep.
3: You know, cold and raining
2: 10. Uh, At
3: the
1: end of the
2: day, we talk about it, you know, doing sports talk radio when, you know, a football team, it's another football team and the lesser football team or whatever gets the win. it's like, okay, did they really win the game or did this team lose the game? Yeah. And when I watched that, I was like. I think Kyle Troop kind of lost this more than Belmonte maybe yeah. wanted. Not taking away credit necessarily <laughs> from Belmonte, just more along the lines of emphasizing Troop should have probably won that match,
1: especially with ball in hand. Yeah. I mean, that's what these guys live for. They want, if they're going to pick ball in hand to finish the match as a higher seed, you know, that's what they want. And yeah. you know, what you but need that and first and, shot
3: was a huge break yeah. in a crossover. Yeah.
1: Yes. True. Yes. No question. All right. So the
2: championship uh, match on over the air Fox. So get this. Again, over the air, Fox. It's just such a big deal. So I talked to my mom on, uh, what was it, Sunday, late Sunday afternoon. Uh, and she's like, oh, she's like, there was nothing on TV. I'm flipping and I came across bowling. And then she right away wanted to tell me what happened. And <laughs> I had watched the first – I I'd watched Belmonte and Sterner, Belmonte and Ogle, and then we left yeah. to, to go to Elkhorn. So I had a recording. Yeah. I was like, hey,
1: hey, hey <laughs> don't, I don't want to know. I don't <laughs> want to know. I got a recording at home. i to watch it. Don't tell me. She's That's like, exactly okay, I won't tell you. Says. Good thing I stopped tweeting at you then. Right. <laughs> right. Because right
2: away she goes – um, oh, Norm Duke is on. Was in the broadcast booth. Yeah. You know, I I I didn't know he was doing that. Now, and she goes, yeah. I hardly don't know as many guys anymore. A lot yeah. of these guys I didn't recognize. She goes, but I watched the whole thing because I love watching bowling. Uh, and right. she she's not on social media. She uh, just got right. rid of her foot phone. I just was so gonna say that. she's just flipping through. and Boom, there it is. And she sure. stayed on it and, and watched the whole thing. Yeah, I will not go to Facebook
3: or Twitter while I'm catching up on the tour. If I'm watching tell it something. later,
2: let me tell you something, Dwight.
0: Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday.
2: And still saw it. Right before that match starts, they put up the Fox Sports bet odds or whatever the case was. It was a thousand to one on Belmonte. And I tweeted out right away. I was like, I like Belmont 2001 right. That I'll, yeah. I'll roll Belmonti. Yeah, and Phil came back and said, "Nah, EJ Tackett's been too good this week. Like I, I'm well, too goal. good all year. Yeah. A, yeah, well, this week well, yeah, he right. had to be the favorite. Yeah. I mean, yes. he was dominant this yeah. week. Yeah. So it's like he he stuck with chalk. Locked went out for Belmont. EJ <laughs> Tackett. And I was mm-hmm. like, no, I'm going with Belmont. I yeah. feel good about this. I'm all right with this because yeah. again,
3: thousand to one
2: history. <laughs> Was there. And if you know Belmo, you know he knows his history of this sport and things that he wants to get to and reach, right? Right. So you knew he'd be the first one to win four TOCs, Mm. 15 majors. He knew all this going in. He knew it. Mm, And mm. once Thursday night got – or Saturday night got done, you knew he was feeling pretty good about himself. Mm, That was just a matter of could he find his shot Mm. on Sunday. and He found a shot, Phil
1: it's been that way for most of the year for Jason, where it's been a really slow start. The only exception to that was in Wichita. He, he was second after the first round, fell back to seventh by like the end of the tournament,
2: 57th after the first round or something. Crazy his like
1: average that? start, his average start position this year, the first five events before was 36th place after the first round. And he still had, and he still had three top tens and that's yeah. with a lot less games, right? That's with like 28 or 30 games. Yep. So 58th after the first round, it's like, just just kind of watch him. I think after the first two rounds,
2: he was down 150, yeah. 150 pins
1: to the cut yeah. after
2: the first two rounds. Yeah. yeah.
0: That's and then crazy. Put it all together
1: round three and got in the 20th. And then once you get there with match play, it's like guys. it's like Parker Bowen back in the day when he was sharp and everything. Parker got the 24th. Everybody knew, watch out. Here he comes. Here he comes. He's got 24 games of match play. Nobody's safe. And yep. it's the same way with Belmont.
3: My question for you, Phil, is um, with as much talent as he has, uh, why? Why was he so far down
1: wrong ball choice?
3: Yeah, it has to be right. I
1: mean, it's it's so easy to do out there and you talk to so much everybody out there. If you have the wrong ball in your hand and that's why the ball reps are so valuable. These players, you have the wrong piece of equipment in your hand or you're not reading how that ball is rolling correctly. You're done no matter how good you are, no matter how good you are. I don't care if you bring the ghost of Earl Anthony back. I don't (laughs) care if you bring the ghost of Dick (laughs) Weber back. If you have the wrong ball in your hand, you are done. At that level, it doesn't matter when we're out here bowling league and the house patterns and right. stuff like that. You can have the wrong ball in your hand and still shoot six forty. Mm-hmm. We've all done it. Yeah. And out there, you're you're not even close to what you need to to make a to make a check, let alone right. win a title. Yep. So that's why All right, huge.
2: so Belmonte gets uh, sterner. Two thirty-one to two seventeen. That was a match. Mm-hmm. No. But but similar to what happened on Saturday night, towards the end of that match, he started to lock in. And once he started a lock That's in, lost it. then yeah. you're like, okay, here we go again. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to get – because, again, beginning of that match, Belmo didn't look like it was going to work. I'm like, man, 1,001, one, and I jinxed his sorry but This is unbelievable. That's what – I'm a quote-tweeted myself after the <laughs> second frame, of i like, and I'm sorry, Belmo, I jinxed you. I'm sorry. It's all over. Well, but he came back. He, he did fine. Ball
1: change again. Same thing. Yes. Belmo throws a, a halfway decent-looking shot, Ron Ball, and urethane, and then switch – One loses 410. Yeah, one shot and with Yep. This isn't gonna do it once the lights are on. And
3: where well, I think other goes. pros would have gave it two or three frames. Yeah, one shot with I your see. thing.
2: Okay, so one second. So you Phil said, well, ball to a rip. And okay, fine, right? Huh. But realistically, like any other sport, it's mental, man. Like yeah. the mm-hmm. mental part of this and like you said, understanding how the ball is rolling, what the oil is doing, and being yeah. a step ahead. And like Dwight said, a different bowler probably would have went longer to give that ball a chance, and Mm -hmm. there was no second chance with him. He was like, this ain't going to work. I'm out. Let's move on. Here's the other thing I, I got out of the show.
3: I call it the Belmo effect. All the other pros' faces looked anxious. Belmo looked extremely calm, cool, collected like he was in the zone. And I just wonder how much added pressure you're bowing against Jason Belmonte that puts on you.
2: Well, I, they brought it up on the telecast. I think, was it Rob Stone? Yeah. Somebody brought it up, the intimidation factor yeah. of of bowling against Belmonte. And um, we were watching it at home, and Kay was like, that, that's a thing? And I was like, oh, it's definitely a thing. I'm like, but it's not going to be a thing when you get to Simonson and uh, and EJ Taggart. They don't give a damn who it is. They're, they're not going to right. be intimidated by anybody because they know how good they are. Yep. I go, but these first couple of guys, you know, Ogle, no clue. Uh, and Jason Sterner, uh, probably a little bit, but Sterner's been around 100 years too. So mm-hmm. I don't know even if he's intimidated, but it is Jason Belmonte. Huh? Uh, and so there is something to that, no question. But certain guys aren't like Barnes, he's not gonna get intimidated by this dude. No. Uh dude, not gonna be intimidated by this dude. So certain guys are, you know, the newer guys, first TV appearance, well, and I get Belmonte. Oh, lucky me. Well, yeah. So there's definitely something to that.
1: Plus the major atmosphere. I mean, that's exactly that the two awesome I mean to put your To put your name on the, you know, on that winner's list. I don't you know, if you're Sterner coming out of first match, you're you're thinking about that. You're not thinking what would like though, to win though, the POC.
2: But it's not even okay, so we I misunderstood what you said. Yeah my point about atmosphere was that what? crowd was bananas yeah. good like they were awesome mm-hmm. and even tackett said when they got to the championship match before the match started he goes feels like it's 50-50. 50 50 mm-hmm. 50 percent of these fans are mine 50 percent right. are his yeah. you couldn't have asked for anything better than right. that right that's a great atmosphere to bowl in if mm-hmm. you're these guys yeah. with the fans going nuts and really involved right yep.
3: I-, I think the fans again have a Higher knowledge than, let's say, the fans back in the 70s. I think there's a lot
2: more education among the fans sitting in the crowd. It, it looks like they're younger uh, fans. Uh, and, like, it looked like to me from what I could see, there were a lot of 20s and 30s mm-hmm. in that fan base, which mm-hmm. is
1: great for this sport. Absolutely. Absolutely. If they
2: can keep them. Because before, a lot of older people. That we're going to be. I things.
3: saw that when they were in Milwaukee last year, and the daughter and yes. I went to the doubles uh, event. Um, I was so impressed uh, with the fans. And again, that group of eight guys that drove from Ohio to be at that show that morning. I mean, I was just so yes. blown away by that. And I know that they're going to turn out uh, this year again. Yeah, yep. uh, I, I would expect it to be a sellout.
2: It is a sellout. Yeah. Uh, the one in uh, coming up here in April,
1: mm-hmm. the World Milwaukee. Series of Bowling,
2: yep. I already had somebody message me on Twitter and said, it's sold out. Can you help me get tickets? So I'm pretty sure that's sold out. We should double check with Tom. I know the
1: world. I know the world championship Sunday, the 23rd of April is sold out. There's still tickets available for some of the other shows, but you're like, you're going to be down by the pins, close to the pins. I mean, that many tickets are gone. Right. That's awesome. Good job,
2: Milwaukee. All right. So Belmonte then gets mad. Oh, go. We knew that wasn't going to work. Two thirty seven (laughs) one seventy. Let's move on. Uh, Okay. so now now I get home Mm -hmm. and I'm like, okay. And, Of course, case like we're watching Idol first. You can wait. <laughs> <Fine>. <laughs> Another Idol person. Oh, we watch American Idol. Uh, so uh, idol I. and voice. So do I. We watch Idol um, and voice, um, or the voice. Idol's my show. So we watch both. Good so, job. Okay. We watched, Yeah. <laughs> so we watched Idol, whatever else, and she was done. Her head was killer. So she went to bed, and now I get to watch. I watching that match. Simonson fell tight to me, watching it like like wound up, like Mm -hmm. in a ball tight, like maybe the pressure was kind of on him. And I don't know if it was Belmonte or something else, but he kind of just felt tight and Belmo felt like, dude, I'm just in Belmonte. I'm going to win this damn thing. Let's go. And he doesn't ever exude that tightness. Maybe, maybe back in the rash days, maybe he showed some of that, but Mm. I don't even know if he even did back then. Like some guys are really good bowling with pressure right mm-hmm. and other guys That's just can't mark. do it nah. now i'll make a college basketball analysis real quick here did you guys watch the marquette game this is a milwaukee reference i'm sorry guys uh <laughs> did you guys watch the marquette uh the the round 32 game no no okay so tyler Kolick, their point guard who is probably the best point guard in the country or one of the best point guards in, in the country uh just didn't he He didn't Four play points. well in the first game yeah. uh, against Vermont and then came back uh, in the second game and played worse and just did not play well. Didn't and last us, yeah. year at the end of the year, he didn't play well either and was frustrated and mad. And there's been articles written about, you know, getting his headspace right and so forth and getting his confidence back and so forth. And on social media, everybody's like, "Dude, maybe this dude just can't play in big games. Maybe yeah. the, maybe it's too big for him. And there's no way to know if you are that guy or not. The problem is with Simonson, he's won championships. He's won TV finals. Right. So it's not like this is a first time like Ogle on TV, like, oh, no, what do I do? I, I don't know how right. to do this. But he he made that comment uh, about missing – what did he do? right Wright or something like that. And Belmo yeah. missed too. When Belmo still came back and got the strike, he misses right. And it has a bad outcome. And made some smirk at some snarky comment uh-huh. about it. And I think someone was like, wait a second. Like, th- that's not fair. Like, why are you being mad at him? You're the one that missed a shot. And that's to me, when he said that, I was like, oh, this dude's all up in his feelings right now. And that is not good. Uh-huh. I used to go after Sean rash for that same type of crap. You get up in your feelings. Yeah. You're dead because yeah. you're mentally it's over. Right, yeah. It's
3: the breaks of the game, number one, and then a lot – I mean, it happens quick. you got, like Phil said, 10 first balls to throw, or 12 if you're going for 300, you know, but that game goes by fast, you yeah. know. And so uh, the other thing, too, is everyone keeps forgetting he's so young yet. I mean, a lot of this is not maturity. But what has Belmo got him by,
1: by 12, 14 years? Almost 39. Yeah, Sam was 26. Something like that. 13 years. The,
2: the yeah. reason that people don't realize that is because he's been on the tour for a while now, right? Right. I mean, he was on the tour when we stopped the show back in 19 or whatever. So he's young. I mean, he's, yeah, he's young, but he's got a lot of games under his belt. He's got a lot of TV matches under his belt. Like he's been through it. Now the headspace stuff, the maturity stuff. There, you may have a point there as far as maybe that affects him. But again, he's won. It's not like he hasn't won on TV and he's choked away several matches
1: or something yeah, like right. that. Phil. But is it the the will to win overpowered him late in that game? Like I want, I need to win. I have to win this. Yeah, he he's won. He he want a title this year in a non televised event in Wichita. He made the TV show at the U.S. Open. Yep. We know what he does in majors, and maybe it was just he was just pushing a little bit more just because. Here's my ch- I, I win this game and won one more, and I got another major under my belt. I got What's five. What's
2: the deal and- with him and, uh, and Belmonte? Are
1: they cool? I other? haven't seen anything other than handshakes so and talking that. after it's, so it's done. it's not no. like he just
2: wants to beat him because he doesn't like him necessarily. So it wasn't that. I think it's no. win at any cost. Yeah. That's what Phil was saying. But again, win at any cost is fine. But right. if your headspace I mean, isn't right, right, it's not going yeah. to happen. Sports psychologist time. Yeah.
1: Yes. I mean, he was. Yeah. He the the event before the T O C he was second in Jackson. I mean, what are you going to do? E J starts off that match with the front five and the solid nine, and then goes off the sheet practically for two seventy seven. And I mean, Simonson got done handshake everything, and he just went in the paddock. Whatever happened in there, I don't know if you know, <laughs> you know, cool down or whatever that kind of thing. But yeah. he wasn't going to hang around and watch E J get that trophy. And that's just know, that's yeah, fine.
2: Yeah, no, 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 no. Look, yeah. hey, man, look, I'm not, I'm not asking you to not be a competitor and not right. want to win in all of that. All I'm saying is, from a mental standpoint, just like um, a basketball player, right? right, that misses his first five or six shots. If you right. start to see his facial expression change and put his head down and so forth, it's done. You yeah. must just put him on the bench. It's over. Yeah. He's done. So you have to be able to keep yourself like I'm Anthony freaking Simonson. Right. Yeah. Like figure yeah. it out. I'll be OK. I got I'm one shot away from being back in this thing yeah. and not let yourself get rattled and get easier said than done. I'm not saying, yeah. you know, that it's that easy. But that to right. me, I think kind of killed him. To be honest with you in that Del uh, I think he got his own
3: head. But. Billy Jill had a song called Pressure, yes, you know, and good song, uh, yeah. yeah. And also, remember Simonson pl- chose to play the outside line, he yeah. could have bumped in at fourth arrow, sure. fifth arrow, where Belma was. You know, he has the ability to do it. He chose to use that line and use that ball.
2: Yep, Belmonte beats him 219 to 200. All right, championship match. Belmonte and EJ Tackett, this was a rematch from a couple years ago. Same situation, TLC finals. Here we go again. Tackett called it a rematch, so you knew it was in Tackett's mind before the match started uh, that this is what this was going to be all about. Now, those two, you could definitely tell those two were cool, or at least they looked like it on TV. Multiple hugs, all good, like – so that was a lot of respect for each other. That yeah. was very good, right? Yeah. Belmondi was like, I wanted him. I wanted to face him because he dominated all week. He was a true one. I wanted to face him to if I'm going to win this thing. And he's been like the hottest bowler all year, like you said. Yeah. Uh, so that was fun. But again, Tagging was just not EJ Tagging. No. He didn't bowl well. First
3: frame leaves a spare and misses it. Oh, three six, 10,
2: misses it multiple times in that. Game. Right, Randy yeah.
3: Peterson. Oh oh, right away. You know, I mean, but again, just, it's first frame. I, it's first frame. First frame. I get it.
2: Okay. First frame. Then he first comes frame. back with three or four strikes.
3: Yeah. yeah, but
2: and spare making is not something that he normally struggles with. No.
1: Well, especially yeah, and it you just want you look at the lane tax lane talk stats all week, and he wasn't missing single pins, and he only. I don't even think he missed the three six ten before that, to be honest. And just one of those things where all of a sudden, overthrowing the ball at the at the you know you want to keep it straight, point A point B in that three six ten and take the chop out of play, and he just overpitched it to the right both right. times. And that's unusual for EJ to do that. And again, is it the pressure ball Bowen Belmo, or is it just? Here, I mean, you look at the number of times, and I've talked about this so many times before. I wish we would have the stat. Uh, they have the stat on Lane Talk called strike on strike. So you get that double and you keep building your score. Cause otherwise you, you're you know you're basically going Dutch and you're not you're not getting the two thirties, two forties, two fifties. Belmo on TV, if you leave him an open, I swear his career percentage oh. on getting a double when he steps up. After you leave that yeah. open, it's gotta be 90%. I
3: was gonna say over 90
1: And he did it again. Yeah. EJ missed that second. Three six ten, Stomp and on just stomped on the yeah. gas pedal again, and there and no chance to catch up. No you chance. can't do that to with Belmo.
3: Yeah. I put in my notes. Was it a gift from EJ, or did Belmo actually just bowl good enough
1: to earn it?
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously EJ didn't bowl well. Yeah. Right. I mean,
1: there's no question about that. When you, when you come out of the gates like Belmo did, and you're trying to play, you know, that was one of the great things about Earl Anthony back in the day. There were so many matches of Earls that were not in doubt. Going into the 10th frame. That's why he won so many titles because he would get out there early and just step in that gas pedal. You left him in open. It was the same thing slam a double, sit back down, and try to let your opponent come back and get up. The reason why Earl lost 42 times or whatever, 40, you know, second place finishes is because bowlers kept up with him. And mm-hmm. that has been the same thing for Belmo. You look at matches where the, the, the final decision's less than uh, a mark for Belmo. I bet you his career rate, maybe 60, 65% on TV. But you look at the ones where he's out by 20 pins after three or four frames, he's got to be at least 95% because he doesn't give it back. Right. He doesn't make the mistake to give it back. And that's the difference and in would that match. You think that opposing bowlers probably had that in the back of their
2: head, like, okay, no matter what happens, just yeah. be in this thing, come with a fifth frame, but that right. first commercial break or whatever, just have a chance in that that first TV break, and then let's see what happens. Let's take it all the way down the
1: 10th and see how this thing yeah. plays out. It's so rare that will gives something back in those matches, and that's what makes him so good he's, he's one of the greatest of all time yeah. of closing matches out you know getting ahead and then closing matches out by not making mistakes earl was the same way as well jason belmonte
2: beats tj tech at 246 179 wins his fourth toc uh 15th uh, major overall uh and he was pretty pumped up uh obviously about it i thought it was cool in the 10th when it was obviously over Um, And he's thanking his kids and Mm -hmm. his wife Um, Then his next shot, he's thanking Storm And Mm -hmm. he's thanking everybody else Because he's mic'd up So he's going to take the opportunity to thank everybody While he has the opportunity The other thing I loved was uh, in the post interview with Kimberly Kimberly Presler, he was talking and she gives him a quick tap on the wrist, like, Shut up, we got to get out of here. Like <laughs> shut up. Right. Quick tap on well, the wrist. I think that's why up. he was thanking
3: everyone. I, he probably at that point didn't know how much interview time was left. Do right. you,
2: you know what it felt like to me? It felt like a guy about ready to retire and walk away. Uh, That's what it felt like. I think he's got so much gas left in the tank. I'm not saying he's retiring. Don't get me wrong. But that kind of felt I think he's grateful. Almost like a Rodgers – Aaron Rodgers press conference at the end of the year where he's thanking all all these people and reminiscing and all that stuff. He gets up there and he starts doing this. I was like, man, this is kind of weird. I've never seen him do this. And he's like thanking everybody. I thought it was super cool. Maybe he'll do it all year. Uh, But, yeah, that was different. I think he just never thought he would get
3: to fifteen majors that's the thing if at the very end and when you're watching the and he's just like can you believe it 15 can you believe it and he's talking that either the crowd or he's you know taking the trophy and getting real close to the fans with it the whole type of deal
2: And uh, maybe in his own mind he couldn't believe that he could do 15 majors so he's 39 so you got what 11 more years before pba 50 and he'll bowl into his mid 50s probably
1: right i don't know he's not going to do pba 50 there's no way
2: no no i'm saying on pba yeah. tour Right, so on the PBA tour, he'll probably bowl to what, 53, 54, maybe. I don't health. think he goes that long.
1: You don't think he goes that long? I think he goes five or six more oh, years.
2: Also, based five or six health. more years. You don't think he'll bowl at least fifty
1: then? No, I give him five years tops before he decides. He's got four kids at home. By that time, his youngest is, is going to be you know in second or third grade. He's going to have missed enough. His oldest kids are going to be in high school. I think that's really? going to be. He I think that's going to be where by he's just that point too. Well, he's he's got enough money. He, now. He, yeah. yeah, that's not the worry. And uh, I, think it's, I think it's five years tops. I think just because family is that important to him.
2: I just wonder if, and if we get Belmontian, I'd love to ask him, like, do you have a number in mind you want to reach for majors? Like, how many majors do you want to get before you walk away? Is it 25? Because 20 is obviously very reachable. Is it 25? Is it 30? Like, what's what's that number that mm-hmm. you when you walk away, you want to circle and go, OK, let's see somebody come get that number from me. Let, oh, that's, let's see yeah. somebody come again. So I was just going to say, Belmonte, yes, I guarantee you, wants to be known as the greatest of all time. Yes, well, right. that's fine. But you've got to put numbers out there far enough out in front to make it damn near impossible for somebody well, to come catch. That's why I'm saying the longer he bowls, the better chance he has of doing that. if He bowls five more years. I don't know. Because now you've got guys starting really young, like Tackett, that are getting in this at a really young age are going to be bowling for a while.
1: I think that there were more events per year on tour. I think Belmont would be out there longer just because then you can chase down Walter Ray. He's 16 titles behind Walter Ray right now. Correct. And is that the goal? I he'd I have to win has- three. He'd have to win three three year. Could he do it? Absolutely. I think it's got. He'd be have to the win goal. more than three a year to to get past Walter Ray. I think it's got to be the goal. I just Belmonte
2: yeah. and everything that's about that dude wanted to be the greatest. I mean, he's the greatest marketer. That's mm-hmm. We've already discussed that on this show. That, mm-hmm. That's done. That's locked locked in. Right. But as far as th- those titles like Tiger chasing Jack, yeah. right mm-hmm. now, Tiger's got other things uh, but, that screwed up his whole thing. Yeah. Uh, but that's what Tiger's thing was the whole time. Kobe Bryant chasing Michael Jordan or LeBron chasing Mike to be the greatest of all time in that conversation. I don't think I've ever heard Belmonte say, quote, I want to be the greatest of all time. I don't think he's ever said no. it, or at least not on TV that I remember. But I think I would love to hear his answer to that
3: question. Yeah. I think he's going to be out there in his own mind and to win as much as he can, as long as he can. Um, he'll know when it's time to walk away. I think he's yeah. smart enough to physically. know
1: that. I think physically is going to determine. It. Yes. Yeah. You say it's family. I Phil. think it's family. I really do. I think it's going to get to the point where he's going to leave for a four month, four and a half month, jaunt to the U.S., to hit the, all the tour stops in the in the in the winter and spring, and it's going to be you know what this is it. I don't want that. And then he'll no.
2: Well, I want to know he's done. I want the, what I talked about before. I want the oh, last gonna, the last go around. I want it to be a whole year of loving Jason Belmonte yes. in every city as we go around yeah. the country. Oh, yeah. Yeah. One last stop. The the one thing I do not want is what you just said. We're all done. TV's well, done. TV cameras are off, and he goes up to Tom Clark. Tom, I'm done. I'm not coming back next year. All right? What? Yeah, yeah. I'm done. I'm done. See you later. All right. All right. Norm Cincinnati did it. Rises. I, I understand, and I love Norm Duke, and he would also and, have had the same type of of yeah. going away thing. Yeah. Belmonte would be at a different level, though. Yeah. Be, it, it, again, like, I don't know. Right. You play so, it, yeah. I make a bunch of money. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> you can make a bunch of money for Um-hmm. people knowing that Belmonte's done. Right. Yeah, he'll probably bowl over in Australia some more, but here retirement this is tour. It. Last time yeah. to come see him. Do you want to see him or not? Yeah. Here we go. Yeah. And he is something, buddy, that you want to see in person, mm-hmm. folks, if you haven't. I've seen him a dozen times more than that in person um, through World Series different of Bowling and stuff like that. But yes. But, mm-hmm. Just everything about the dude is different. Mm-hmm. He's Dwight Albright. Uh, everything about him is a little bit different, too. <laughs> uh, you follow him on Twitter at 28300. Uh, and, of course, Bruce City Bowling, two dollars Phil Bryla. Follow him on Twitter there. And uh, tournament champions in the book.
1: Yeah, we're off to the races now, right? Kokomo this week and then another major the week after with the USBC Masters and that one's always the crapshoot of you're going to see some familiar faces on the five players on TV. Well, actually, you're going to see more than that this year because it's an extended uh, telecast brighter. as well because well it's match it's actual match play because they have to you, you have the winners and losers brackets at the masters right so they have to figure out the players are going to come out of the losers bracket first and then the winner you know so to get the order for the the two tv shows hmm. so it's going to be interesting when they get that on too so because you're going to see eight players over those two shows all
2: right good that'll be fun so that's so, what so he's phil Bradley dwight albrecht to steve sparky Fife. we normally record these on monday and then they are posted monday afternoon tuesday morning to be honest with you it's whenever i get to it um, <laughs> uh, so that, those will be posted again wherever you download your favorite google podcast or download your favorite podcast and then we are on youtube now on the odyssey sports page a-u-d-a-c-y odyssey sports page uh you can get these a couple days after i post them uh, the podcast post as well thanks so much for tuning us in have a good rest of your day <laughs>